You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family, and welcome into this not-so-sad-boy Monday episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they're joining another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. And certainly, some will be watching the Saints a little bit differently after another two-game losing streak after they drop a game to the Kansas City Chiefs. But the season is not over yet for the Saints. Pepsi is a refreshment that you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. The New Orleans Saints pull off an impressive performance despite their 39-29 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. What made the difference? How did Breeze look in his return? And what does this loss mean for New Orleans? We'll cover all of that to open up the show. Then we'll take a look at where the Saints now sit amongst the NFC standings, whether or not they can get back to that number one seed and why the second seed is most likely. Then we'll wrap up the show with a look ahead for the team. What does this team need to do to bounce back from two straight losses and why I believe they can still be Super Bowl contenders? As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, Nola on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, your Tuesday co-host of the National Locked on NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. Every loss stings, but the New Orleans Saints proved themselves as one of the top teams in the NFL again, even in a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's our New Orleans Saints lead story of the day today with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. Oftentimes you hear a lot of folks try to sugarcoat losses, try to make losses feel like oh, they weren't as bad. The fact is, Every loss stings. And this one is going to sting for the New Orleans Saints, dropping a three-point game to the Kansas City Chiefs, 32-29, to especially when five points bounced right out of the end zone after a fumble on a Kansas City Chiefs punt return was failed to be recovered in the end zone by Alex Anzalone, bounced off of him and right out the back of the end zone near the end of the first half, taking their score up to 7-14 to as opposed to potentially tying the game 14-14, to knowing that the Saints were getting the ball back at the beginning of the second half. But you know what? You look at what this Saints team did, the way that they hung around with the Kansas City Chiefs, despite the fact that they were down a Michael Thomas, they were down a Deontay Harris, they lost Traquan Smith partway through the game. You had a less than 100% Drew Brees out on the field who looked pretty damn good, by the way. You also ended up losing Cam Jordan some part through the fourth quarter. You ended up losing Marcus Williams at one point in this game. But this Saints team stood up And it stood out on the field on Sunday despite this loss. And again, there's no way to really lessen the blow of a loss. But when you look at the way that this team played, Drew Brees going out there after having 11 rib fractures and a collapsed lung, gets back out on the field. He doesn't have a great day passing, particularly in the first half. Ended the day 15 of 34, but passed for 234 yards and three touchdowns as well as an interception. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes was held to completing less or just over 50% of his passes, 26 to 47, 254 yards and three touchdowns. And one of those touchdowns was just an absolutely phenomenal and unreal throw in the back of the end zone to McCall Hardman. 
closed down all over the field the Saints secondary did throughout this game. They looked phenomenal, playing a lot of cover two and, and, and two safety looks, middle of the field open type looks to make sure that they were able to really give that safety help back there deep down the field. Didn't allow a completion of more than 23 yards in this game. This is against a team that has perennial guys going for 40, 50 yards during a game. Travis Kelsey limited to eight catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill, six catches of 53 yards and a touchdown. And both of those touchdowns came on the goal line there about the issue with the Saints defense was the red zone defense, four possessions, four touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? If it's going to take unreal passes, if it's going to take not having your number one receiver, if it's going to take having you know a 75% version of your quarterback out there in order to lose a game to the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, you'll take that victory. There aren't many ways that you want to lose a game by any stretch of the imagination, but this might be as close as it gets. So look, when you look at the fact that the Saints dropped these two games, one of the big things that you want to point to is whether or not Drew Brees performed. And he didn't in the first half. He struggled a lot in the first half, first time in his career, throwing five straight incompletions to open up a game. This Saints team failed to pick up a first down in four straight possessions. Near the end of the second half, you saw him sort of get into rhythm once the up-tempo, no-huddle offense came in, driving down the field to get uh, a touchdown eventually to Taysom Hill after quick snapping the Kansas City Chiefs defense for a 51-yard bomb to Emmanuel Sanders that had everybody going, what did they do to Drew Brees while he was out for four weeks? But then, you know, you saw them really start to pick that up a little bit more in the second half as well. You saw Latavius Murray with a big 24-yard catch and run from Drew Brees. Fantastic play. The offensive line held for about six seconds on that one. Latavius Murray with a phenomenal blitz pickup and then getting out just in time for Drew Brees to have an outlet and then wide receivers blocking downfield. Y'all know how much I love that. And then you saw toward the end of the game as well, the 14-yard pass from Alvin Kamara, which was essentially one of those versions of an extension of the run type plays that we're used to seeing from the Saints offense. That came in another up-tempo drive as uh, Drew Brees led them down the field, went six of eight during that drive. So you saw him really get into his really get into his groove uh, in the second half. And that's what you really wanted to see from him. So I thought that he looked good. I'm excited to see him Friday up against the Minnesota Vikings and other defense he should be able to attack pretty comfortably. And now what does this mean for the Saints with the NFC standings? Well, it makes it a little bit tougher for them to get the number one seed. We'll go a little bit more in depth with that. They're at the number two seed right now, though. And they should be able to hold on to the number two seed with a couple more wins this season. They've got the Minnesota Vikings on Friday on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. And then they'll wrap up the season week 17 with a game that might actually matter as they try to sweep the NFC South for the first time in the division's existence as they take on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. So the Saints still very, very much in the mix. Don't forget, they're still a playoff team. They are still a 10-win team for the fourth season in a row. We'll talk about how close they are to wrapping up the NFC South. We'll talk about what they need to do to finish up as high as possible in the NFC. And we'll take a look a little bit more at some of the performances around this game and why I believe the Saints are still Super Bowl contenders. We'll have all that coming up for you here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by 1010. You may have read about this in New York Times or Forbes. Well, we're very excited to tell you about it. 1010 is the exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters 
have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. Now with 1010, it has been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. All right, Huda Nation, as we open up our focus on the playoffs for the New Orleans Saints, we're not going to just stop talking about this Kansas City game, right? There's still so much to take away from it. So make sure you're coming back all throughout the week. We'll break down the analytics on Tuesday. We'll break down the film on Wednesday, and then we'll have our crossover Thursday, which will be our last episode of the week since Friday is Christmas Day. It'll be myself and Luke Braun from Locked on Vikings. So a lot of fun stuff still going down this week. But real quick, I want to jump into a little bit of what the future looks like for the New Orleans Saints. I think it's reasonable to expect, and I will expand on this a little bit more in the next segment, but it's reasonable to expect this team for the New Orleans Saints to only get better moving forward the rest of the season, and particularly getting into the postseason. There's only two games left in the regular season. So what does this necessarily mean for the Saints amongst the NFC? And is it possible for them to get back to the number one seed? The, the fact of the matter is that for the for to answer the the most immediate question, yes, you can get back to the number one seed. It would require Green Bay not only losing next week to the Kans- excuse me to the Tennessee Titans, they'd also have to lose the week after that to I believe it's the Chicago Bears that they're taking on. It is a divisional game, so there is a chance there. And then you of course have a matchup that you want to see them in next week against the Tennessee Titans, who do everything well on the offensive side that Green Bay struggles against on the defensive side, run game, play action, so on and so forth. So there is the chance that Green Bay could drop those gains, and the Saints would still need to win out the rest of the season in order for that to really matter anyway. And that's really where everything starts. The Saints are one win away from locking up the NFC South, and then at the absolute worst, finishing with the third seed in the NFC. You want to see them finish with the number two seed, though. The easiest way to make sure that that happens is to win against Minnesota on Friday and then win next Sunday in Charlotte on uh, against the Carolina Panthers week 17. They could end up with just one win here through the rest of the season. The Saints could and still get the number two seed. They would then just also need Seattle to help them out by losing a game either to the Rams in week 16 or in their final game week 17. Now, the Rams just lost to the New York Jets. Yes, that actually happened. So that does help the Saints out a ton in their battle to maintain the number two seed. If the Saints hold on to the number two seed, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Most people want the bye week for the Saints because they're a little bit torn about what happened with them having to play in the uh, wildcard round last year, but you kind of have to let that go. There's no transitive properties in the NFL. What happened one season doesn't really inform what's happening the next season. Just like on a game-by-game basis, you saw the Saints drop a game to the Philadelphia Eagles, but then you saw them be one fumble recovery away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs the very next the very next game. And a lot of that has to do with Drew Brees being a different factor, not having Michael Thomas was a factor. All of those different factors are there. That's why there's no transitive properties in the NFL. So when you look at the the way that this really rolls out for the Saints, getting the number two seed is not that bad. Uh, the number two seed means that they'll have to play wildcard weekend, yes, but then they'll have home field advantage for both the wildcard game and the divisional game guaranteed. 
and could potentially still have the conference championship game at home if Green Bay were to somehow get upset and knocked off at some point early on in the season. Now, we want to talk about transitive properties. The one that you can potentially look at, and again, it's not transitive, but you can take away from the fact that the Saints got knocked out of the wildcard round one year ago to understand that upsets happen in the playoffs. So something could happen to Green Bay before New Orleans even has to play them as the number one versus number two seeds in the conference championship game, should they both get that far. So it's a good thing for the Saints to still be able to walk away with the number two seed after dropping two late games in the season, including one very disappointing loss to Philadelphia. They're still in a very good position in terms of what they can walk away with. And if they're able to get this team back to full strength as early as wildcard weekend, which is the expectation for both Michael Thomas and I believe Deontay Harris, who were both moved to injured reserve before the week 15 game, meaning that they are eligible to play again. And this is the intent after that three-week IR period, which brings them back for the wild card round of the playoffs. So the season is far from done for the New Orleans Saints, even with two late losses in December. And that is a pretty big deal for any NFL team because oftentimes these are the most costly losses. I had the Saints pegged as 12-4 and coming out of the season. They still very much have that in grasp. All they need to do is win against Minnesota, win against Carolina. If they do both of those things, They lock up the NFC South. They lock up the number two seed, no matter what else happens around them. So this is now an opportunity for them to take essentially their fate, their destiny going into the playoffs back into their hands, focus on winning these games and therefore getting the number two seed and could potentially end up with the number one seed on the way. They would just need a lot of help from Green Bay and a little help from Seattle on the way to doing that. But even getting that number two seed, like we mentioned, gives them an advantageous position home field advantage early on in the playoffs, at least two thirds of the way through the playoffs before the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, which if these two teams, New Orleans Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs match up again against one another in Tampa again in the Super Bowl, a hell of a matchup that's going to be. Because what we saw yesterday on Sunday is as close to playoff football as we've seen so far throughout this entire season so far. This was an incredible performance by both of these teams, a very good game to watch, a phenomenal game to watch. And honestly, the Saints look like they may be at full strength by the time that you roll around to the mid-February portion of the Super Bowl conversation than the Kansas City Chiefs might be based on some of the injuries that they sustained during this Saints game. So some injuries that you'll want to keep an eye out on for the Saints, of course, the return to Michael Thomas coming off of injured reserve, but you don't have to worry about that until the playoffs. Same thing with Deontay Harris. Keep an eye out on Marcus Williams, who had what is considered a low ankle injury, a low ankle sprain. So that's good news. If that's all that it is, he'll get more tests done. But according to Ian Rappaport, it's not believed to be too serious. Trey Hendrickson, according to Nick Underhill, took a, had a stinger. So they'll have to see how he sort of comes back from that. Remember, Deontay Harris had a stinger too. Now he's on injured reserve. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, 12 and a half sacks on the season. So he's playing very, very well. And obviously you want him out on the field as quickly, what, want him back out on the field as quickly as possible. It looks like the other injuries that we saw for the Saints, Andrews Pete and CJ Gardner-Johnson are just fine, and they were able to finish out the rest of their game and both played a pretty decent game after those injuries. So that's our look at how the Saints factor in to the NFC and what their future means for them. But now, how can they continue to improve moving forward? What do they need to do next? How much healthier can they get? We've got that coming up next year on Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As the New Orleans Saints head into the Christmas Day game against the Minnesota Vikings, they are six and a half point favorites going in. And so New Orleans Saints fans, I have only one question for you. 
Are we ready for some football? The Saints season rolls along, college football heads into the bowl season, and there are more big matchups every single weekend. The NFL regular season is rounding the corner, and the NFL playoff picture is becoming clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in $100, they'll add another $50. You have tons of NFL games this week, no bye weeks this late, so there's a lot of action to get in on. And of course, they've also got prop bets and a whole bunch for you to look at every single week. So go ahead and check them out, betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. You're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Go ahead and visit our good friends and exclusive partners at betonline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for that free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Bet online. All right, family, one day removed from the Kansas City Chiefs win against the New Orleans Saints, but one day away from the NBA season. The wait is almost over. The 2020-21 NBA season is almost here. And Locked on NBA, the podcast is going to get you ready with a special week of shows that started back on December 14th. So go and get caught up. You get previews for every team, division by division, from over 30 of our Locked On local experts, plus waiver wire additions from the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions for each division from Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast. So we're wrapping up today's episode with a look at what the Saints have ahead of them. We talked about what they looked like up against the Kansas City Chiefs and how promising I thought the defense looked in particular. You could see what the offense was struggling with and where the offense came up short, how they can improve upon that. But let's detail it a bit. We know what's going on. Now let's talk about how they can do it and why I think that these New Orleans Saints can still be Super Bowl contenders. And a big part of what I think this team will be able to improve upon simply by virtue of health is going to be over on the offensive side, which is good news because when you look at this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, like we talked about, Drew Brees started off 0 for 5 for the first time in his career, even going beyond that. They didn't get a first down on the first four drives of their uh, of the game. I believe that was the first time since 2006. You saw Drew Brees complete just over 50% of his passes, but you saw all of that without a Michael Thomas with no rhythm, right? Drew Brees coming back his fourth after missing four games with 11 rib fractures and a collapsed lung. He himself saying that the doctors cleared him, but he wasn't entirely 100%, but knew he needed to be out there for his team. And also keeping in perspective that no player on the field playing NFL football at week 15 is at 100%, right? That's not out of the ordinary. But you just know that he's going to get more comfortable. He's going to be in rhythm as long as he can stay healthy. You saw how much he aided the offensive line. There were a lot of concerns about what he was going to look like behind that offensive line. He was sacked once in this game. And he was hit a couple of times, but he was only under pressure 16 times in this game. And he got off a pass 
on 15 of them hit as he threw only once. So still not a bad game at all for Drew Brees, who's only going to get more comfortable. The offensive line plays better when Drew Brees is under center. That's just that's just the facts. It's no slight to Taysom Hill. It's just Drew Brees has seen everything over 20 years of his career that a defense has to offer. So he's able to help with some of those pre-snap checks and make some pre-snap decisions a bit quicker and even post-snap decisions a bit quicker than Taysom Hill is able to in the four NFL starts that he has had so far in his career. So it's just context and it's just experience that makes a difference there. The Saints are also going to be getting Michael Thomas back. Drew Brees has not had but 10 quarters so far with Michael Thomas. If both of them are healthy once the playoffs roll around, remember Michael Thomas has moved to injured reserve before Sunday's game, meaning that he is not eligible to return until wildcard weekend. That is a strategic move by the Saints because that ankle injury was not progressing as they mentioned. So they wanted to shut him down for the rest of the season have him ready when it mattered while Drew Brees can get into rhythm over the last three games of the season. Those two getting back into rhythm as early as the wild card round is going to be extremely important. So when they hit the field together, they got to be ready to go. That's got to be Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, 2019, not, you know, trying to figure out what the 2020 version looks like. They got to be ready to go immediately. You've seen phenomenal success from the Saints in the run game. That is something that they'll continue to be able to lean on. It's hard to run when you're losing. That's a situation that they've been in the last two weeks. But the first, I think it was up to six weeks before that, maybe five weeks before that, they were running over 30 times in each of those games. Most of those runs coming early, or excuse me, coming late in the game because they were winning. So you have to keep that in, in perspective. But you know the success from the run game isn't going to immediately go away. This offensive line plays extremely well in that phase of the game. The lead blockers that they have, look, Latavius Murray had the lead block on the shovel pass to Alvin Kamara, which was basically just a run play. I mean, there's some pretty big moments here to where the Saints have been able to really bully other teams over on the ground game. So they have all of the recipe, right? They have all the ingredients for the recipe. Now they're just trying to spice it right. I compared the New Orleans Saints on the Jay Stevens podcast on Monday, which will come out on Thursday, but I compared the New Orleans Saints to a big pot of gumbo that you know is going to be good, but they're just trying to get the seasoning right. That's what they're working on. Does it need a little bit more filet? Did you get the right amount of bay leaves in there? Do you need some more cayenne? Like, what is it that you need in there to really get it going, right? So you have to take a look at this team and understand that all of the ingredients are there. Now it's just getting all of those ingredients back, right? Because two of them are on the shelf right now. Deontay Harris, who can help you in the return game, help you in the hidden yardage game. You know that the return coverage game is playing out of its mind. JT Gray had a phenomenal game. Caden Ellis looked great. Justin Hardy looked fantastic. All of that's there. The defense is there. The defense played a phenomenal game. You put that defense up against any quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes playing the way that they did on Sunday, that's a winning football game. To me, there's absolutely no doubt about it. That is a game that you win. So you have all of those pieces. You have all of those ingredients. Now you're just waiting to get the rest of them back available and healthy. And I think it's important to play Drew Brees over these next couple of games. If he's feeling good to play five days later against the Minnesota Vikings, you let him play. If he's feeling good to play week 17, you let him play. You let him get back into rhythm so that he's not having to try to fight his way back into rhythm when you only have you know, a single elimination game. That's the difference between these next two games. If the Saints lose, they still play in the postseason. If they lose in the wild card game because Drew Brees isn't in rhythm or this receiver isn't healthy or that receiver isn't healthy, whatever it might be, then that's it. You pack it up and you go home. So the Saints have to avoid that. So I think it's important for Drew Brees, if he's healthy, to play these next two games. And I think that that's going to help him get into maybe the rhythm that we saw in December of last season in January of this season, which would be humongous for the Saints. And one of the reasons why I believe 
they are still very much Super Bowl contenders. As long as they can get all those pieces back and healthy and they have all the ingredients, this is going to be a very, very good football team come January, regardless of if they're playing in the wild card game or not. If that rhythm is there, that communication is there, and all those pieces are there, and you have to look over on the defensive side too. You have the injury concerns right now, both with Trey Hendrickson, who is now tied for the league lead in sacks with 12 and a half with Aaron Donald, and Marcus Williams, who went down with an injury as well. You're going to need those guys healthy, and you're going to need them in the postseason. Are they going to be ready? Is Michael Thomas going to be ready? Is Drew Brees going to be back to form? If the answer to all four of those questions is yes, or all four of those players is yes, and of course, adding in Deontay Harris in the return specialist game as well, this is going to be a very dangerous team and an absolute Super Bowl contender come wildcard weekend. So the Saints lose this game on Sunday, but their season not over. This team not done. This team still a lot left to do, but also still a lot left to prove. We'll continue to look at this game tomorrow. We'll get into our analytics Tuesday, dig a little bit deeper, take a look at the numbers. We'll get to our film watch Wednesday on Wednesday, and then our good friend from Locked On Vikings, Luke Braun, is going to be in to help preview the Christmas Day New Orleans Saints-Minnesota Viking game on Thursday. I appreciate y'all, as always, for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support. And for helping me grow this family, this has been Locked on Saints and Trust Who That Nation. I'll holla at you.